You're listening to the Can We Talk podcast, where we're breaking the silence this season. Join us, Kabasiji, yes, she's a Wuchiga, and Belinda, also known as Muna Kampala, as we unpack some of Uganda's taboo topics. Relationships in general can be a little complex. Whether it's romantic, platonic, family, or even work relationships, they all take work. And they honestly can all look very different. When we look to our parents' generation, we see things have shifted. Some of the biggest shifts are marriage and kids at a later age. There's also more interracial and intercultural relationships that are formed now. And of course, casual sex. It's the norm. And many of us can move on pretty quickly because of online dating apps and social media. So our question is, what does it take to cultivate a long-lasting, healthy, romantic relationship with another person in today's world? Does the way we were raised have an impact on the partners we choose? And what role do friends and community play in our intimate relationships? In this episode, we have a chat about the realities of relationships with our dear friends Will and Arthur Musisi. Will and Arthur are Ugandan-Canadian brothers who have experience in dating, marriage, and raising toddlers. Oh, and side notes. Yes, Kawasiji is potentially calling in from her village in Kahondo using a Motorola phone to tune in on this conversation. She just couldn't wait to get back. So, can we talk? Or can we really, really talk? Week? Day? I should say. Um, so, we're coming through with an episode on realities of relationships. And we have some guests with us today. So... Hey, he's so quiet. Say hi, Will, Arthur, CG. <laughs> no one has said anything. <laughs> I, I was waiting for the introduction. I was letting you go until you, you know, officially, like, pass the mic. Yeah, I'm going to give them time to introduce themselves better, but uh, we're having them on here to have a good conversation, good perspectives in terms of, well... I think we're at two different places in terms of our rela- realities of our relationships. So I'm thinking it will make for a good conversation. So CG, how have you been, first of all? Because CG is so quiet. <laughs> Come through. No, no, I've been good. But like you said, eh, the last week was rough. I feel like just the whole lockdown thing was hitting me on next levels. And I'm like, oh, I'm over this. But, you know, the summer is... It's coming, so that's my focus. Yeah. yeah. But so we have Will and Asa. Tell us a little okay. bit of you about yourself so people know who you are, where you're born, things like that. I'll let Will start off. Yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna let Arthur start. <laughs> okay, well, my name is Will. I'm uh Arthur's older brother. Um what else you guys need to know? I was, I've been in Canada since 1991. Uh, married with two beautiful kids. Um, and in, in the business industry in terms of work. And where were you born? I was born in Uganda. <laughs> Sorry, I was born in Uganda. <laughs> and I moved up here when I was around six. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... I'm Arthur, uh, obviously Will's younger brother, um, also married, also have two kids, two boys, um, um, I was not born in Uganda, I was, I was born in, in Lesotho, um, my mom was teaching there at the time, um, and then uh, she came over here when I was about 10 months, 10 months old. So that's my story. All right. So, so you guys are Ugandan Canadians, like me, pretty much, because I was born here. <laughs> um, 
And so, ah, ah, G, okay? No, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so one thing that we'd like to know is a little bit of your upbringing in terms of just how you were raised. Like, was it more Ugandan style, Canadian style? And how do you think that influenced you guys in terms of just like with your, how it influenced yourself and then also in relationships? Hmm. So yeah, okay, maybe maybe I'll start and then, and then we'll, we'll can chime in. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I mean, upbringing, um, uh, it was, you know, me and my brother, my mom, so a single parent um, household. Um, growing up, my mom um, was in, uh, was going to school. Um, so from a very early, you know, onset, you know, Will was sort of my guardian in terms of, you know, you know, watch your brother. Sometimes, you know, she'd have to go to school and, you know, or we'd come home and she wouldn't be home yet. So there was a lot of responsibilities that were placed uh, on Will to, to to watch over me. And that's from a very young age, but I, I think that's pretty typical um, when you're talking about, you know, a single parent household and also, you know, Ugandan household for that regard. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we were we were brought up obviously to 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 respect people, to to not you know get into any sort of bad manners and, and that sort of thing. You know, stay out of trouble. You know, get good grades, go to school. You know, stay basically lead us on the right path. Obviously, my mom, being uh, a lawyer, um, she was exposed to the system from a very um um from very early so you know she definitely saw what could what could happen when uh, you you go on the wrong path so every day it was you know that message was definitely drilled into oh, yeah. our heads oh yeah and um yeah she, i think even one time she she brought me to court as an example kind of just to see what things what happens in court when you do bad manners right so from the very beginning we were scared to even think about the certain things when it comes to drugs or or, or girls and like in terms of just like mix, messing around um so we were brought up in a very ugandan style environment again like arthur mentioned single parents so she had to work twice as hard to um to, you know to help us to guide us the right way and um, you know, doing school and doing law and then moving different schools, things like that. So it was, uh, we were brought up to definitely grind and hustle to get what you need and uh, to just focus on a goal and achieve it. And she did it. Yeah. Wow. Um, can I ask, since, since you, she brought you up as a single mom over here, a single, and she's Ugandan, Mm-hmm. Was there um community in terms of Ugandan community involved in raising you over here as well? Um, because like in terms of being on the right path, I think when you're raising like a young boy, you kind of need you know the whole a village raises a child. Right, one one hundred percent. I mean, a lot of the people that you grow up calling auntie and uncle, you you, you have no relation to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they're there, uh, you know, a lot of people that I refer to as auntie or uncle have literally, you know, held me. So when they see, you know, my boys, they're like, man, <laughs> like this is a, a real evolution of time. Cause you know, I literally held you at this stage and not to see you, um, as a grown man, it's, 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 it's scary, but you know, definitely, um, I think there was a natural, um, um, I don't know the word, but not necessarily desire, but you, you have a natural move towards where there are other people like you. So around the time, you know, when my mom came, you know, a lot of her friends came in and, you know, lived in certain areas. So those were the areas that, you know, she tended to to move to because there were other people that shared the same cultural values as her. Yeah. That honestly, like even speaking of just community, the UG community, as you guys were sharing everything, I was like, okay, 
because truthfully, and yeah, I am the queen of exposure, but I won't say names. <laughs> you guys are like, you guys are good. You get it. Good. Like, I'm thinking about, like, when you hear about the boys in the community, you know? Like, there's certain people who get in yeah. trouble all the time. <laughs> But it's like, you know, so you know, well done to Auntie. I have to give her like props next time. Cause... <laughs> like, like, yeah, man. And like single mother household. And that there's also like stereotypes too that come with like black men being raised in a single parent household and like the statistics, like what can happen. So that's, that's like powerful. But then oh. it also brings me to dating like let's say like high school college university days where you guys played boys <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, did you have any time at any point and how were like your friends as well like guys that you were surrounded with i'll let will take the lead on that one wow okay <laughs> <laughs> so sorry the, the first one i didn't quite catch how are we in university college like just dating? Playboys, play yeah. And I'm like, where you playboys? Like, where you, like, how Playboys. Playboys. <laughs> yeah. um, see, playboys is, is a, is a the, the, the definition of playboys. So, now the thing is, I don't, I don't want to consider playboy. It's, it's a stage of discovery when you're that mm. age. When you're 12, 13, all the way to 18, I understand mm. the playboy thing, but for men and, men and women, we, we're, we're different in the sense where it's like girls are typically ready for marriage at very early on. Us guys mm-hmm. mature very late in life and it takes us a while mm-hmm. to understand what's important, what's not important. And in those high school ages, all the way to college, it's more of a discovery where you're trying to figure out, you know, okay, I like this girl because of this. And then two months later, it's like, actually what I thought I liked, I didn't like. Right. And then, you know, you move into different relationships and then I guess that whole playboy work comes out, but, in most cases, guys, we're just trying to figure it out. That's mm. that's really what it is, right? And you so, girls are you girls have a better grasp of that, I believe. I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. But did you do have a grasp? Tell me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I wanted to ask: in that stage of discovery, how was your mom? Was was there any influence in terms of the kinds of girls you were dating, even in terms of discovery, the way you were raised, or how did you even? Because like in Uganda, I grew up in Uganda. When you start dating over here, you know the the parents are supportive of that stage of discovery. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, come, with, let's meet the boy. You go, and in Uganda, it's like, nope, like you, you date at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> if your parents find out it's like why are you dating you know so for you <laughs> how especially like with your relationship with your mother you guys seem to be very close what uh, role did you play in that stage there was definitely and Will can attest to this there was definitely a message that you know personally I've, I've probably been been hearing since 6th grade <laughs> And uh, it's basically no babies, <laughs> no, 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 babies, no babies, no babies. I mean, because again, obviously, mom is a lawyer and she's you know family court system. So sometimes she would she would come home and you know she'd just be like, man, I'm just I'm, I'm dealing with a case and you know a 15 year old and a 16 year old are you know arguing over child support. Mm-hmm. Like at the time, I'm just like, man, whatever. Like, what you know is is normal. You know, some of my friends or people that I knew had babies, and you know they figured it out. But now I'm looking mm-hmm. back on it. You know, I'm thirty something years old, and I'm like, what is a fifteen year old going to court for child support? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's it's absolutely crazy. So I mean, in terms of what influence mom had. It, that was, you know, a, a big one, a major one. You know, don't have, you know, don't. I mean, do what you do, but like, please, you be know, smart don't. about it. Exactly. And then, on top of Arthur's story, I'll never forget. Um, at sixteen, what was I working at? I forget what I was working. At. Maybe Canadian Tire or something. But I got, I got my nicest paycheck at that time was like four hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, yeah, four fifty. I'm telling my mom, she's like, can you imagine if you went to court? 
and you had a you know you have to the situation about court you have to split that up within the, the for the mother and the child that 450 is now actually 180 dollars or 200 dollars because she makes x amount of dollars and then you have to pay for the child and this is and that so that away like i will never forget that it's like can you just imagine getting your paycheck and it's just gone right like it's yeah. to nothing so that already made us think twice about certain scenarios we might be involved in is like you know what is it really worth the risk ah, then you is just... it worth my paper exactly <laughs> right so at an early age we're exposed then i think that kind of made us stay out of trouble sometimes you know so... it, it, yeah definitely you know it encouraged you to, to think twice about you know who you're who you're who, who you're chasing after yeah what does that mean though what does that mean who you're chasing after so you have to (laughs) arthur made that comment so i'll let him lead on that yeah yeah no i mean not you know i was i was never a chaser i'm just saying (laughs) uh you know when when we was we was talking about you know the age of discovery and 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 i think you know those ages are are prime ages you know you know 13 for me like 13 um, I had just started grade nine. So at the time, um, you know, high school went all the way up to, to OAC or grade 13. So I'm 13 years old and they're like 19, 20 year olds walking the same hall. Right. So, I mean, you really get exposed to <laughs> like, <laughs> like grown women, uh, you know what I mean? So it's just like, and all you think about in the back of your head is is, is your mom saying no babies, no babies, no babies. You know, you're just like you're you're. It, it's overwhelming. So I mean, it, it, that's what I mean by like the chase or whatever, the age of discovery. It's just like it, it made you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. I thought you meant like, oh, so you'd have to chase after like the chip women. Right. No, no, no. no that's no, what I was no. asking. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, CG, you were saying something before that. Um, I honestly don't remember what I was going to say, but <laughs> what I want to ask though is with this age of discovery, so like at what point or at what moment would you guys say or what age did you decide, okay, you know what, I want to pursue like marriage or settling down did it it, like did it happen just naturally like what's the story with that transition i'll let arthur go first (laughs) (laughs) i mean because i also want to know the answer for arthur No, I, I, see, see, I know CG is just laughing like, uh huh, she's taking a note because CG knows what's good. <laughs> but, um, I mean, like, uh, for me, in all honesty, like, it was sort of just a, a natural um, progression. You know, you know, you like what you like, and, 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 and things worked out in, in that regard. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the case for obviously all guys. and. I don't know if there is uh, a standard age where it finally hits you in the face, but mm-hmm. um, for me, yeah, it was just sort of this this natural progression in in terms of where I felt I wanted to be and 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 who I wanted to be with, and you know, it, it just it just things just click. And do yeah. you think that like like friends? influence at, at all like your boys or anything or is it was it just you, you know? for me for me for me no for me it, it, was, it was just me I mean looking back you know a lot of you know friends or people that I consider friends or you know guys that I you know grew up in with in, in high school whatnot you know they're not married you know they may have kids but they're not married or you know they have you know different um significant others every time i see them or you know it's not it's the thing with the thing with with marriage i think you know for us as ugandans i mean there's there's definitely a cultural um value placed on 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 marriage like with the whole 
you know, Kwanjala, Kuhindra, and then the whole process of, about getting married, there's there's definitely value placed on that. So I, I think that's probably where my, my influence came from as opposed to, you know, my friends or people that I, I grew up with. So it wasn't yeah. from like an older sibling or anything like that? <laughs> I, I mean, wanted to ask about family's influence because you talked about friends, but like, did it matter like if let me say Will approved or your mom approved? Or I mean, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely, you know, felt felt good to to see my 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 brother uh, settle down, but um, uh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it was it was it was my I mean because we've had we've, we had different experiences and and will can maybe um talk more on this about it but like we we definitely had different experiences in terms of the process so mm-hmm. um for me I think it mostly came from um the, the cultural um value placed on on marriage the ugandan cultural yeah about- if cg yeah. remembers that wedding she mm-hmm. can attest to that mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's actually what i want to go into more detail because of like the fact that for people who don't know your wife arthur is ugandan canadian as well and then will your wife is caribbean so mm-hmm. it's like caribbean canadian so like that would make your two experiences a little bit different. So yeah. what were those differences? Well, differences. Well, um, in at least for where she's from, like Arthur mentioned, Ugandans celebrate weddings like no other. I I truly mm-hmm. believe that. <laughs> I know. You, you can't tell me any. Please tell me another culture does as big as we do. But you know, the Caribbeans is it's very different. It's very more kind of like here where it's just it's a big party. Not to take anything away from it, but they don't they don't have the necessary procedures like we have, the Kwanjula and then this and then that and the the gifts and all that. It's kinda like here, hey, come to my wedding, it's happening next year, this day, everyone comes, parties, drinks, a couple of speeches, and that's it. Whereas mm-hmm. on our side it's it, it's a it's a it's a process. So with our process, I had to integrate her culture and my culture. So mm-hmm. Arthur, being the man he is, he actually hosted and delivered a, a Kwanjula. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you did it, bro, but I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. It was uh, organized in a in a in a condo, um, mm-hmm. and of course they don't have they have a speaker on their side. So we we had to like <laughs> we had to kind of finesse a little bit where it was more of an educational. Uh, part of it, the uh, Kwanjula. So mm-hmm. we introduced ourselves, we came dressed, we gave them gifts and things like that. But our, our Kwanjula compared to Arthur's was more educational on their side to understand why we do this, our lineage, our names, and why we introduce to make sure, you know, things line up and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, they still talk about it. Like it was such a small Kwanjula compared to the typical ones. Yeah. And, you know, Sarah's brother still was asking for his chicken that I was supposed to give him. <laughs> and I'm like, come again and we'll get, we'll get you the chicken, no problem. But, like, it's, it's, it, it was definitely different, but they definitely appreciated it. In terms of the cultural whole thing, I know one of the cultural things they do with, like, preparing us for the whole cultural thing is talk to the women and things like that. Was there any interactions that you guys had in terms of that? Um, leading up to your cultural like ceremonies are you talking about mine or Arthur's sorry um, we can do Arthur's because Arthur is yes. married to a Ugandan mm-hmm. as well yeah uh... we usually have that initiation yeah let's say initiation <laughs> into marriage <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna say no there wasn't there wasn't really you know uh, anything of that sort. I mean, we went from you know planning, planning uh, Kwanjala and and coordinating obviously with 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 Mega Side in terms of what to get and and that sort of thing. But there wasn't like you know uh, 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 an elder telling me you know this is what you have to do or this is how there wasn't any of that. So. Whereas, you know, I know for Mega, uh, the, you know, 
traditionally and culturally there is that, you know, the meeting with the Senga and you know, she breaks it down for you and 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 really gets into what's what's gonna happen for the rest of your life. But now there there isn't any like anything like that. At least I didn't experience anything like that from from a male perspective. And Arthur, why did you and Mega decide to do your Kwanjula in Uganda? Was that was there any pressure on that or you both just No, nah, I mean actually you know, there were a lot of people telling us not to do it in Uganda, but like for us, it was, it was a, you know, we have large ex ex extended families, um, mega, maybe more so than me. Um, so a lot of people, you know, are not getting visas. So, I mean, that's just the sad reality. So they wouldn't be able to to, to come celebrate with us or if we were to have something on this end you know it wouldn't it wouldn't really symbolize what we wanted it to to symbolize so i think the main thing was um giving you know our essentially our people uh, an opportunity just to 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 witness um Kwanjula from you know uh, on that side, so that was that was the main reason as, as to why we decided to host it in, in Uganda. Mm, true, true, true. Now, question for both of you guys: Tell us singles who don't know what it's like to be married. <laughs> what are what are some of like the realities of marriage versus like things that I guess you didn't like your thoughts before, right? Like, what did you expect it to be like? And what's like, okay, but the reality is, you send that, you know what I mean? <laughs> Arthur, you're up. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, I, my sister just got married. Uh, I was there in November. She got married in Uganda. So, um, you know, I, I was just talking to the other day about, you know, what phase of, of life she's in because you know usually in 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 Ghana culture that like when you get married you're referred to as Mugole and they call you Mugole until whoever whoever the next person um gets married next married right so you hold that title right and she just like you know what I'm so over that title I'm like are you are you guys you know, I was asking, are you guys still in, in, in the honeymoon phase? And she's like, nah, that phase is, is gone. And mind you, she's only been married for like three months. So. Real <laughs> quick. So, I, I mean, to, to the question is just like, no matter what anyone tells you about marriage or, you know, how well you think you, you've prepared and, you know, you say, you know what, if, you know, see this, to wake up tomorrow and say, you know what, I'm ready. And then on, on, on Tuesday, you were to get married. By by Friday, you're just going to be like, damn, like, <laughs> this was, this is serious. Because, like, everything, like, it, it, it becomes real in a yes. sense, right? Like, like, before marriage, you know, typically, you know, you, you, you're not necessarily living together. So you don't see each other all the time. Or maybe it's just, like, three, four times a week. Um, you know, you do what you got to do and then you go your separate ways or, you know, you might, you know, spend a weekend together in, you know, some nice hotel or, you know, you might go on vacation a couple times a year and, and you know, that you're, you're spending, you know, seven days in just this blissful, you know, magical beach or, or whatever. Yeah. Marriage is not like that. You know what I mean? So you're going to see, <laughs> you're going to see your significant other at, her worst um and she's gonna see you at your worst and you're you're gonna have to you know come up with ways to just you know coexist you know when you're not necessarily you know feeling the greatest or you're not necessarily um in in the best mind state or something happened to you at work or you know all those things essentially get piled onto you as the significant other so whatever your 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 spouse is feeling, essentially you have to feel that too, or else there's a problem. Yeah, yeah right? it's, so, it, it's teamwork. It, it's literally teamwork. It's like um, 
like Arthur's point, uh, her parents were, were both old school. We didn't move in until literally the night of the wedding. We got home, and that was the first time spending the night in the condo. So I got, we got the condo first. I furnished it, made it look all pretty and nice, whatever. And then July 18th, the day after our wedding, was the first time we are spending the day together. Well, lived together. And to Arthur's point, that's when things get real, right? Rent coming up bank accounts do you have separate bank accounts we keep do it together do we how do we pay for this who pays for that uh you find out your habits like who's a morning person who's a night person things like that like for example sarah is a night person i'm not a night person i I can't like for her studying and reading books and doing being productive is after 11 p.m i'm done by 10 30 i can't do anything so we got to figure out balances right um Mm -hmm. you know buying big, big big decision cars right when kids like all these conversations that you kind of had a 10 minute conversation prior to being married oh it'd be nice to get a couple of kids and this this and that but it becomes real it's like mm-hmm. okay do we do we want to have kids right away do you want to wait do like those are real conversations so um in preparation for that there's there's no real preparation for that you can have like i had a game plan i didn't go exactly how i wanted to go mm-hmm. but it's at least a, somewhere you can kind of follow right i had a five-year plan i one of you see your your question earlier about when did you know i told myself mm-hmm. around 25 26 i said in five years i want to have i want to be married with at least a kid mm-hmm. and then i was able to somewhat manage i was, I was 31 but I, I was able to have my wife and my first child at that age right yeah. so there's there's things you have to put in place to try to achieve those goals mm-hmm. but then also the partner also has to be on the same page because you'd be in situations right. where it's like as a five-year goal, that was, to me, that was more of like a two-year goal or maybe it's a 10-year goal or maybe I didn't want to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where it all becomes just real. And there's been marriages that don't last because of that, right? Because right. these conversations weren't really had until after the fact. Okay, now we're married. So kids next week or next year, it's like, whoa, I wouldn't talk about kids. And, and, you know, so yeah. it's one of those things that you really got to try to get as much information as you can. I was lucky enough to have older aunts and uncles to kind of get different ideas and conversations had and things to look out for um mm. same obviously Arthur as well but uh yeah marriage is not exactly like instagram it's, yeah. it's a partnership <laughs> it's a game. will when you talk about team teamwork i mean you you're married someone from a different culture as well i can imagine how different in terms of habits in terms of the way you make decisions and everything was how yeah. did you approach um, that? Because it affects even the way you raise your kids, of course, and everything. So, was that a conversation that came up after you were married, or how do you work through that, like different cultures? Oh, it was definitely a conversation prior to marriage, right? Because as things get serious, you want to make sure. If I pop the question, I don't be surprised by. I don't want to go Uganda because oh, it's African people living like you know. I didn't want to have that. That was my fear. Right, because if you've talked to any of the Caribbean, some of them don't understand the other side of the world. Right, mm-hmm. they they think this is and that. Right, so I was actually service of host actually coming to Uganda twice, <laughs> but first one we got pregnant. Second one, just the timing didn't work out. Um, but the one thing I love about it, she's open to anything, right, and understanding mm-hmm. of that. Um, luckily enough, she was able to meet my father. My father came over for my wedding, stay the week, and she they they they, they text each other back and forth without even telling me. So it's like that relationship is there. Um, so my, my goal is to get her to Uganda to experience all the things I'm, I've been talking about and um, my other side of the family. But it's definitely a conversation that was had prior. Because, um, again, you don't want surprises, especially when you're in, in a different culture. Especially, like, Ugandan culture and, like, our Ugandan community. I feel like we're so – I don't know if it's – I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like – we integrate like so much and like with everyone so like will with sarah even you know it's like i know personally like i can forget that she's even caribbean you know it's like yo it's like oh yeah she's not ugandan you know because you just become it's like just family like so close and then i don't know it's almost like even like nigerian culture for example that's like another like influential community so very into a nigerian community it's like you know, it's like you're Nigerian now. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's the other thing. The, the culture really embraced her. I was able to expose her to a bunch of different quanjos and parties and things that we do as Ugandans. Mm-hmm. And everyone embraced it. She loved it. She was even part of Susan's uh, quanjo. She went to go help just to make sure that everything's okay. 20 minutes oh, later, yeah. she comes out as like an as part of the part of the quantum. <laughs> I'm like, what, what happened? It's like, you know, I was just there and they asked for help, and then boom, she comes from a busuti, and then she was part of the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. But uh, you know, and then I'll go to, over to Uncle's house, and when we're dating, and it's like, oh, where's Sarah? I'm like, why well, I can't just come visit you guys by myself? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, well, you know. So like, everyone, it was just easy for me to make that decision once everyone was on board. But, like, since we're talking about also, like, realities of it, were there things that both of you had to, when we talk about relationships and compatibility, like, having to, like, things your partner, like, adjust yourself for, in terms of, I don't know, if, like, habits that maybe that you had to change up when you got married? Mm, yes. Habits. Um, the typical <laughs> toilet seat thing, I guess. But <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I don't consider myself. I didn't have that many. Like, I'm not a smoker. I'm not a heavy drinker. I'm not. I didn't. I don't have habits that some people would have to change drastically. I don't think. Mm. Um. Yeah. I no. I. I. For me, it was just being respectful, right? Because you know, men and women are again. I understand from very early that we're we're different. So understanding, you know, she's a, she's a great talker, and you have to be able to support that. And it's like, CG and Arthur, you guys can you guys know, right? So, <laughs> right. So, yeah, he did the whole speech on that. So like, it, it's just one of those things that I don't think I have to adjust culturally, because um, again, I'm not even a, I'm not a I wouldn't say uh, a typical Ugandan because I've been here for so long. I'm pretty much Canadian, but. I don't have anything that I had to really make major adjustments for. And after, yeah, I mean, on my end, I mean, I don't, I don't think there are really any sort of cultural uh, adjustments. I think because again, like I, I grew up here, but you know, we were, I always joke around, like you know, with Mega, like you know. With uh, you know, a typical you know Muganda wife is supposed to you know kneel and serve <laughs> some food and, and and that sort of thing. So definitely, you know, I, I joke around with that, but I, I don't think um, there's been those sort of adjustments. It's just it's just your your typical you know husband and wife sort of thing. You know, we'll talk about the toilet seat or leaving the dishes. You know, or you know, just just your basic. Yeah, um, adjustments that you have to make, but culturally, no, I don't, I don't think so because I mean, we both. both yeah, I wasn't even know. meaning like culturally specifically, but just like in terms of men and women, yeah, like there are things men will do and think like, ah, oh, it's just a thing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so like, I mean, for those the boys still like this time, you know, but. As a woman, you're like, but where have you been? Yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for sure, you you ha- that's part of <laughs> uh, marriage, I guess. I mean, I I think one thing that I'm I'm pretty much relieved about is is you know the phone calls. You know, when you're when you're dating and stuff, you gotta you know call every mm-hmm. every day and talk on the phone <laughs> for like two hours. Like we don't. I don't have to do that. Like we're married, like you know, what I'm saying? it's like I call, like where you at? I'm coming. Okay, see you later. Boom. Like um, those I appreciate that, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely obviously as being a man, you know, and there are things that you know, generally speaking, that men do that are just gonna piss you off, um, as a woman, and there's some things that you know are able that we are able to change or we are willing to change. But then there's also some things like, man, just like, is is it that deep? Like, is it really that deep? If it's not that deep, then you know, just <laughs> that's pretty much it. And it's 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 also works on the other side too. There's yeah, there's things that girls will do where guys are like, why? <laughs> like, yeah. do, we, do we need to have that? Do we need to like you know like it's it's sometimes it's obvious. But then again, it's 
my obvious is different from her obvious, right? So, and that's mm-hmm. where we have to kind of meet in the middle and kind of have those open conversations about certain things, right? And that's the beautiful thing about marriage of that. I know from my marriage, it's since she's a heavy talker, it makes me a talker as well. And typically, if you're able to talk things through, there's going to be no surprises in terms of reactions of whatever the scenario is, right? So that's the one thing I love about our marriage. It's we talk a lot and we're able to, you know, find solutions and, you know, fight plan A, plan B, plan C. If this doesn't work, what should we do here? What should we do there? So, um, and then you discover those things that, you know, are hidden that, that she might find annoying or might find annoying. And then you kind of just talk it out and figure out like, okay, well, how about we just do this? Then you don't have to, you don't have to see it. Or if I, if I use the bathroom downstairs and you go up, like, you know, certain things that is just like, okay, that makes sense. Right. Friendship is key in relationships. I oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like that's what makes a difference. Cause like, you know, being on the outside of things, like just watching different um, relationships. And that's like the one consistent thing I've noticed. But like, yeah, when you see couples that are actually friends, then, you know, you're like, okay, these ones probably will know how to work things out. And then the reality is there's some couples you're just like, eh, I don't know. Like you can just see the friendship isn't there, you know, but it's nice to observe and to see. It has to be there because this is, this is for life. Mm-hmm. You hope, right? Like you don't want to be, you don't want to marry some off the hype because I don't know, for money or for looks or for what happens if she gets an accent or he gets an accent, those looks are gone or that money disappears. And are you out? Like it's mm. it's one of those things where you really gotta check yourself and be like, okay, if I'm doing this A, B, and C, like everything lines up, and then you, then you go for it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but like one of those, when you, when you messaged you the questions, you said situations versus re- no situationships versus relationships, yeah. right? Yeah. Those situations, those are the things that I talked about earlier, where you're 13 to 20 just trying to figure out things you're in a situation where it's like i like this but can i really handle that for x amount of years long like it's one of those things where okay it's temporary like maybe maybe i thought i liked that i didn't like it right Mm. and you kind of just you're kind of like sampling and then at the at the end of the sample (laughs) you get (laughs) you figure out what makes sense right you know what that is something i can go for Right, because I've seen it before over there, and I didn't like it there, and I like it here, and you just kind of you hope for the best, right? Okay, you know, you talk about sampling, or guys can sample, and forget about oh. even the age thing, because guys are still sampling. The word sampling, though. Like, okay. <laughs> when I say sample, you guys are taking it to the next level. All I'm saying is sample is you're when you're 13, you have your four month relationship. Where it's like, oh, I liked her in grade seven and grade eight. Yeah. You know, we had a great summer and we talked for four months. And then okay, so that, that's, that's a sample. Like, you figured out, like, I liked her because of this. But then after a while, it didn't work out because she wasn't as smart as you thought she was. Or she didn't. <laughs> or he, oh, maybe, yeah. you, you, maybe you smell. I don't know, something. You figure out, like, yeah. I'm not literally saying, like, just, like, an actual, like, you're a cost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ever. it's like a sample of, of life but the time before you get married you've gone through certain situations where you know i mm. like that i don't like that i think can we how if we talk about situations that are not when you were 13 and we're talking about heavier situations where you're like let me say in your 20s you know you go yeah. through a couple of like dating mm-hmm. right? you know what i mean like it's a different um right kind of intention from when you're 13 and you're kind of just you know dating and you don't even know exactly what dating is mm-hmm. um i think those are the situations cg is referring to as well like that yeah, like, health situations yeah and i guess it depends to how long like will you were with sarah before and and i know already oh. Arthur and mega y'all have been together for so long so i guess you'd have to even maybe go outside of your own relationships, right? Just other guys, I guess, who are, <laughs> I'm still going to use a sampling thing because I find <laughs> it, it's so, so relevant because there are people, guys that say, or girls too, <laughs> look at me speaking, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, so sampling. So <laughs> it's like, what, I, I guess when you're in these 
situations that aren't really relationships. You're just getting to, and dating in general in the 20s to 30s uh, time frame. Why do you think some people, especially we find it with guys, end up ghosting or end up just kind of like keep sampling, you know, like re- and recycling their samples? <laughs> <laughs> It's not even <laughs> recycling. It's something completely new. Uh, I mean, <laughs> ghosting. Uh, uh, you know, uh, again, I mean, there, there, there are levels to maturity, right? So, um, a, a man, you know, in his, in his twenties, even you know, leading up into his his thirties, you know, for some reason, you know. Mentally, you know, the, you know, the word commitment or, you know, the idea of marriage um, is is scary. I mean, because now you're talking about, you know, you know, being monogamous. Now you're talking about committing to one person. Now you're talking about literally exposing yourself to, to one sort of person, you know, for the rest of your life. So that can can be scary uh, i think ghosting happens because of matter of 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 of, of fear of commitment yeah right? i think that's probably just the main thing because i mean you you get to a certain like the dating scene i don't know i didn't for me i didn't i you know i wasn't really dating you know i just i found my wife and but speaking of other people um <laughs> you know um <laughs> Speaking on other people, I mean, you get to a point when you're, you, you know, you're in a courtship or you know whatever you call it, a relationship, a situationship, a relationship, and it's just like, where am I going with this? Like, what, 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 what do, what am I expecting from this? You know what I mean? Um, what is the next step? You know, do I see myself, you know, having a baby? Can I support a baby? Do I want a baby? Um, with this person? Do I want to introduce this person to the rest of my family? Is this something, somebody that's worthy of meeting my grandmother or my auntie or, you know, my older cousins? Is this somebody that, you know, is this somebody, an extension of me? Right. And a lot of times the answer is no. Right. So it's just like, what, what, what are you investing all this time um, with this person? If, you know, if you don't see it going to um, you know, the next level, right? And a lot of times it's, it's, it's not even that deep. You know, you just get bored or you have different views or, you know, she yeah. said something that was off and you weren't feeling it or, you know, you met her 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 sister and, you know, you weren't feeling her sister and, you know, it was just, you know, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I think the main thing is, you know, commitment and, and, and trying to understand how you see yourself um with this person how you see your future self with with this person and if if that's possible if not then i'm out like it's not it's not even worth it Mm -hmm. fear is a big thing like i like i feel for me personally it's like in my early 20s it's like yeah i want to be married by this age then when i get to that age i'm like yo I like I'm still scared, you know. I'm like that. I don't know. I realized it. I never really took it in until I kind of looked at my own situations, and I'm like, yeah, I can now. I don't ghost people, but it's like emotionally, I know how to like check on. I like the disclaimer. Yeah. Right. Sidebar. <laughs> but just like emotionally, it's like almost. It's very quick. Like I just, I decide like within I feel like two months whether this is someone I actually want to marry or not. I'm like okay, and just emotionally. But then I'm like I feel like it's also ruining myself doing that like emotionally because now once it's someone you know the right person comes or even when the right people do like have come into my life, um, I just get scared of like even receiving the love. You know what I mean? And I think that's normal. You know, it's funny. I was talking to I was talking to one of my friends a while ago about just marriage, and mm-hmm. social media. This has has kind of changed how 
our versus like our, our parents. Like my mm-hmm. mom told me she has a story. She had one boyfriend and she married him and she had two boys. That was that. There was no exes, mm-hmm. <laughs> no nothing. That's what it was. Um, and for us here, I, I think social media also makes puts a lot of pressure on single people to have this ideal marriage and have this number mm-hmm. one guy. And I see these hashtags, somebody's son, somebody this. Like it's right. it's 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 work to get there. Right. And you're not going to meet the one person where it's like, yeah, I'm going to marry that person. It's mm. it's the back. It's a it's a background work that we're trying to do that. You know, that guy mm. might be a little too short, but he's funny and he has this and he has that. Right? But a lot of people will just wave him off just because, you know what, he he's not tall enough or he's not the mm. money or you don't know that this guy can be working on his degree or girl working on the degree yeah. to get that money. Yeah. Right. They don't, they're not going to show up right away with the Range Rover and this and that, but everything takes time. Right, and mm. I feel like a lot of people, well, based on what I'm, I want to have my friend, like people, a lot of, they write off very quickly if they don't have it, especially when you're older, because mm. plus twenty five, plus thirty, thirty five, you want to be married and kid within a year or two to match your friends, mm. and I, it's kind of unfortunate because it feels like a lot of people are there's a lot of right girls for them and a lot of right men, but people aren't putting in the work. That's so true. Right, yeah. like your example, you said two months down and you're out. You know, if, if not, I'm not saying I'm just using your example, but it happens a lot. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. no, and it's true. It is. That's like a big thing for me because the working part of it too. I think it's part of you being vulnerable with someone, right? And like going through conflict and learning a new person like that. Yeah, that gets me anxious. I don't know yeah. what. How do you feel? And it's, it's supposed to. That's part of um, it. I think a lot of like what Will was talking about requires emotional ma- maturity, mm. and I like that he was talking about the conversation he was having with his friend, and also social media, and you know, comparing things to your friends and stuff. Because I feel mm. as women, what gives society that notion that oh, women are ready for marriage at any time, <laughs> even when we're not. It's because we 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 are more emotionally mature because of even the friendships we have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going through things in a relationship, I'm able to because community builds relationship as well. Like if you're in your relationship, just the two of you, and you're not even like I'm not saying you have to air out all your laundry and stuff, but you know the which friends are you surrounding yourself with and stuff like that. And I find a lot of men are not emotionally mature because men are never, they're they're not made to think with emotion. You know, they're always about work, productivity, this, 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 their friend, a lot of their friendships are not like, you know, the way women's friendships are like, you know, Jesus, you know CG how we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like when men then get that emotional thing like from and if, for us men, it's not it's not our fault that we're like that. It's it's like a nature versus nurture thing. And I realized just the other mm. day I went to go grab groceries. I told my three year old son, Okay, you're the man of the house. I'll be right back. Make sure mm. mommy and Naomi are okay. I'm telling a three-year-old to watch it, to be like the man of the house. Like, you know, so like instinctively, like he's thinking like he's Black Panther now. Like I got to make sure everything's okay. But it's one of those things that, you know, if I'm telling him at three years old now, can you imagine what's going to happen? You know, he's, he's, I'm making him understand that I'm already putting him in that whole, like, you know, be aggressive and be the man type thing where it's like, it should be a fine balance of both. Right. So that's where it comes from, I think. That is true. Yeah. Can I ask if there has been a change in, in let me say, when you enter marriage, do you change the kind of people you surround yourself with or you've kind of kept it the same regardless? I think I think you sort of have to. I mean, but for me, like, I like naturally, like, I don't, my, my circle's not that very big. So the people I talk to are the same people that, you know, I've known since I was five years old. So I mean, Megas just sort of get some married friends when you got like married. I hear people talk about <sighs> that as well. <laughs> I mean, kind, kind of, but also, I mean, not really. Like, I mean, we're 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 pretty, we're pretty liberal in that. I mean, but you you definitely need to have people that understand what it takes um, to be in a marriage. 
and and what it's all about but like i i i haven't really changed friends or or, or, or dropped friends with people basically the people that are around me now are the people that I've always been around. And, um, but I haven't, thankfully I haven't really had to, to drop anybody either. Just, you know, cause you know, sorry, I'm married now. Like I can't hang out, but, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe Will has, or. Um, well, yeah, to, to Arthur's point, you, you kind of gravitate more to those people that are in the same situation as you were, yeah. the wife and kid, not necessarily drop them, but if you had to go on a, on a poll, it's like, okay, now I'm going to be 60% more focused on these friends just because they're in the, they understand it versus my single friends sometimes may not understand. I can't go out on a Friday night when I have two kids and a yeah. mom has been working all day. Like I can't go out with you guys as much, but let me, can I do a daytime thing? I can't really do the nighttime, <laughs> right? It's like, yo, what time does the party start? Nine o'clock? Yeah. Ah, can we do it at 2 p.m.? <laughs> Maybe like, <laughs> <we> nap. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, you don't want to drop friends. It's just you're, you gravitate the to the one. Nature changes. Yeah. yeah. On, a, on a marriage front, like, not so much, but like, on a kid front, like if you don't understand what having kids about, then maybe I can't really mess with you because you don't understand <laughs> that. Yeah. I literally cannot go past nine thirty p.m. So <laughs> if whatever you're involving <laughs> happens to be after nine thirty, like sorry, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's rough, but it's that's what it is. Yeah. Also, friends, I was just thinking about it because you know as like we said at the beginning that with Ugandan culture, like my parents' friends are my aunties and my uncles, you know, right. like these are people yep. who yep. are going to be around your kids, even just away from marriage. And I'm like, I think I would want to watch the kind of people I bring around my, ki- my kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Cause the, those are the people that shape, you know, how the kids going to grow up right from mm-hmm. wrong, making the right friends, um, and it's funny because both Arthur and I are seeing it now, where the things that our mom used to yell at us, yell at us, okay, don't hang out with this person, do this, do that. And we're now now doing the same thing to our kids. And yeah. every time I, I say something that my mom said, I usually laugh before. Because I'm like, mom used to say this to me all the time. And now I'm saying to my own child, right? So it's like, and again, you got to watch like, exactly. So you got to watch who your your friends are with with, with your kids because they kids follow. They, they, they follow and copy everything. Right. Mm. how do you want your child to be you want a child to be better than you smarter than you all that so you you want to be around those people that will push and do the same thing yeah definitely i remember as a kid how much we used to want to go for sleepovers and your parents would always be like nope you're staying yeah. here and they'll be like why don't you want me to go have fun but now like i get, get it. it yeah you get it yeah you don't know what they're feeding you you don't know what they're saying you just it's you just there's so much unknown right where now we're so exposed to everything with internet social media whereas yeah if you did go to sleepover it's like okay you you call the house phone and you get there but now the the kids can text they can record video they can hey look johnny's mom did this like what like those are things that we now have to think about where we didn't have to think about before Mm. right so it's just that extra protection you want for your child and speaking of timing too that means it's almost your guys bedtime because it's (laughs) (laughs) 9 p.m but i've learned so much through this conversation i'm like wow and i like it's funny too because you can know people but then in certain conversations then you're like you get to know them more and i'm like you guys you guys are great examples very refreshing conversation yeah but thank you guys so much for coming on here being honest you guys were very Mm -hmm. vulnerable open and i think it was a very good conversation a lot to learn i'm also going to listen back and be like eh Hmm." you know (laughs) take notes yeah really self-reflection as as women because we really think Everything is always the guy's fault, but it's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, we have work to do ourselves. <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys so much. Well, thanks for uh, having us. It's good. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Say hello to Sarah and Mega for us. Oh, yeah, shout out. Hey, we're not going to shout out. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they could be on one of your other episodes. Uh, shout out Mega on the outside. Mega on the outside. <laughs> 
<laughs> holding it down. Yeah. Shout out Eli. Yeah. Shout out Ezra. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my sons. <laughs> shout out Daniel and Naomi in their fourth game by now. Put them to bed seven thirty, right on time. <laughs> hey. No, I would love. Oh, I imagine we had a, like an episode and like let the women. You should. You should. Get both yeah. both stories, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I lied. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's been watching my whole. She's been. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Can We Talk podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you wish to continue the conversation or stay up to date with what's happening here at Can We Talk, head over to the website at www.canwetalkpodcast.online. You can also check out the description box if you'd like to connect with us on Instagram. Until next time, let's keep breaking the silence.